Hello! He is Samuel Broden. And she is Kristen R.B. Peterson. We are your new play-based advocate, BFFs, and we are answering all your early childhood burning questions. Each episode, we are honoring play in childhood by exploring how imagination, creativity, and hands-on experiences can shape young minds. From the quest for the perfect Play-Doh recipe to the epic battle of cleanup time, we've got you covered. Whether you're an administrator looking for ways to embrace more play in your program, or a classroom teacher looking for new ideas and inspiration, we've got you covered. So grab a cup of coffee or wine and join us to laugh, learn, reflect, and honor play. Let's get going. Samuel Broden. Hi, Kristen. Hi. What do you got? How are you? I'm I'm amazing. How amazing, about you? amazing. I'm great. I have a really funny random fact for you if you want to hear it. I want to. Okay. Random fact is, is that it is illegal in Switzerland to own only one guinea pig. <gasps> that is so cute. You cannot, you, if you have a guinea pig, you have to have more than one because they're social animals and they get lonely. So it's against that the is, law for you to only have one. That is the cutest thing ever. Isn't Yay, cool? Switzerland. Oh my gosh. I want to be Yay, Switzerland when I grow up. That's the cutest. Yes. Imagine oh. like getting in trouble for that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh, what are, what are you, what are you in here for? Yeah. I only, only have, have one, one guinea pig. pig. <laughs> and like, what an easy, fi- what an easy fix. Oh my gosh. Just don't have two of this different because then yeah. you get the guinea pig babies. <laughs> However, guinea pig babies are the cutest. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. They're so cute. Perry wants a guinea pig so bad. They smell. I know. But they're cute uh, and they make cute little noises and they go. Wark, 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 wark. It's so cute. They are very cute. Oh my gosh. And the little faces are so cute. Oh, and then when they have wild hair. Oh, I do like that. My son has two gerbils. If you follow Mm -hmm. me on Instagram, you sometimes see in my stories because my favorite time of night is when they start begging for treats. Was it feeding time? Oh my gosh. They just beg for treats. (laughs) Like they'll stand there and look out the like acrylic door and wait for people to come by their cage and open and give them treats. That is hilarious. They're so cute. Their names are Toasty and Marshy. That's really cute. <laughs> I know. They're adorable. And I, Aww. like, you know, like, little critters, like, I don't know. Generally, they do, you get your kid gets one, and then it just, like, sits there, and nobody pays attention to it. But, like, right. my we have them in our living room upstairs, and my whole, all of my kids, like, we all are so engaged with those little teeny critters it's the cutest. They bring us so much joy. Oh, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking the... Okay. So a lot of times when I post about crafts versus process art on Instagram, there's a lot of discussion that takes mm-hmm. place in the comments about how um, there's a place for both in early childhood programs. Mm-hmm. In the program that I founded, we did zero craft mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. It was all process-based. There were times, however, that we did like, um, I don't know, there was a phase where we went through where children were like so enthralled with, a. am going to like um, 
well, they would be considered adult coloring books, like, but oh, not like yeah. adult content, but like, right, right. They're like very intricate designs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they became like super engaged with those, mm-hmm. and that's all they wanted to do. And they would sit there for like forty-five minutes and fill in these adult coloring sheets mm-hmm. and make beautiful designs. But it was because they said, "I want to do this." And they made it their own and there was never a forced, like, you have to do this. Yeah. And like, even for me as an adult, I enjoy doing those things because it's like very soothing. And we would use like Mm -hmm. gel pens, which are so soothing to draw with because they're like creamy, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Smooth on the paper. Um, So anyhow, let's define what a craft is. Let's define what process art is and then talk about kind of like the um, pros and cons of each. How does that sound? Yeah, and yeah then... totally. Okay, so what's a craft? In in our language, like you and me, because somebody else might have a different definition for it, but like yeah. what do you see as a craft? For me, a craft is something where it's like, today we're making a penguin and I've cut out the noses that are all orange and triangles. Okay, penguins have the... beaks. Oh, well, the beak. They don't have a nose, do they? I don't know. Is it part of their beak? Maybe. Anyways. Oh my gosh, they have... I'm going to make you an artwork of a penguin with a human nose on it. Oh my God, yes. That <laughs> would not be a craft. That would not be a craft. No. No, because I'm and choosing then... to do it. Exactly. So the craft is like, we want all the things to look like what they're supposed to look like, right? So we want your penguin to look like it's a penguin, which means here's its little feet. I've cut them out and they go here at the bottom. Here's their little belly. I cut it out for you. It goes right here. So then we can put them all on the board and we can say little penguins of our class or whatever. And every penguin looks exactly the same. A craft is also something that like you want to make really perfect so you can like send it home yep. as like, here's a craft of what they did and what they learned today. Right. It's very um, adult centered. Yeah. To me. Yes. Yes. So the craft, I would say, yes, it's adult centered. Um, If we're speaking about crafts in a way that is with young children in an early childhood environment, because like craft kits, are something Mm -hmm. my older children enjoy doing and like they'll get them for Christmas or whatever from a grandparent and they'll pull it out and just like decide to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's play, but it's not necessarily, it wouldn't be considered process art. Right. It's play because they're choosing to do it Mm -hmm. and they can start and stop when they determine that they want to do it and when they were done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't be considered process art because it's product-based. Yeah. So crafts yeah, are sometimes, about... there's a product involved in it that the, this is the end result we want. Yes. Whereas process art is it just whatever the, the maker decides is yeah. the end result. Yeah. Then that's yeah, the end. Yeah, like the product thing is like, here's the product we want you to have. We don't really care about the process that you use to make it because the process is going to be the same because I'm telling you what the process is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 
that part we don't care about. We care about the product. Whereas in process based art, I don't really care about what the ending is. I care about what you're doing to get to there. I care about what you're using to create it, what you're thinking while you're creating it, what your imagination is doing, why you're making it. I don't really care about what if the final project is a penguin or a dog or a boat. Like, I don't care what the product is. I want to know what your process is. Yeah. And children create the most amazing things when you just let them have free control over what they are making Mm -hmm. in an art sense. So, I mean, we can talk about like we did in the last episode, like art is so much more than just like paint and markers and construction paper and glue and all of that. But in this sense, we're speaking more about art materials and Mm -hmm. what makes the difference between crafts and art product based versus process based. Um, Okay. So let's go through some of the pros and cons of craft projects in an early childhood program. (sighs) Do we have any pros? Like what, what would the pros be? Um, I mean, you can, people know that you and I are both, we're very process based. Well, I really want to try, I really want to try my hardest to think of one. I really want to try my hardest to think of one. Um, A pro could be, I mean, I guess a pro could be, this is kind of a stretch, but a pro could be like, they're, they're spending time with, their teacher in an activity okay like that could be a pro like they're they're spending time together that could be positive Um, a pro could be Uh that they maybe learn a new technique or skill that they didn't know before okay yes yes um uh oh god uh that's it for me. That's it. Um, can a can a craft project be considered process? Because there is a process to it. I mean, there is a process to it, but there's only one Who's way process? to do the process. Yeah, there's no, there's not. It has to be done in this certain way to get to the end result. So. It's not, it's not about the process. So the main, the main, the main idea of it is not about the process. It's about the end product. So even the goal is to make this somewhat of a process, it's not the same type of process that we want. And it's not the focus of, it's not the reason why you're doing the activity. It's not the reason why you're doing the craft. You're not making this picture frame craft for Mother's Day because you want the children to really explore the process of making the picture frame. You're making the picture frame so that it could look like a picture frame. You could put a picture in it and you can give it as a gift so that all the moms are happy on Mother's Day. Um, I think that... I think that a lot of times when people do crafts, they are doing them with a 
positive goal in mind. Right. They're doing them with like they they they're doing them with the best intentions, right? And then I mean we we talk about this all the time you and I about you know you do the best with what you know and yeah. then once you learn more then you do more, right? Because I used to do uh product-based art all the time when I first started. I used to get very very anxious if I put things up on a bulletin board that didn't all look the same. I would actually not put children's art on the bulletin board if I thought that it didn't fit in with the rest of them, which is a horrible thing to say, but it is what I did because that's yeah. what I, that's what I thought it was supposed to be like. Right. Yeah. But it's like, then when we learn more about like what, what they really gain from doing process-based art as opposed to crafts, because then they're not really doing anything when they're doing a craft. They're just like, doing what you're telling like you might as well just make the craft yourself yeah because they're literally a lot of times it's just and I used to do that too all the time right I would spend my entire like prep time which was really just nap time and I would cut out all the beaks all the feet <laughs> all the things right I would sit and cut them out so that they were all done and I thought it looked so cute on the table everything in one little spot yeah grab this put it here I thought it was like the cutest thing right but you know you you learn more, you have more experience, you think differently, and you think like, hey, this isn't really, it's not really doing what I want it to do. I want them to be creative, and this isn't really creative, right? So. Right. Okay. Um. So we got some pros. So the cons of process art, or not process art, the cons of craft projects. What are our cons? Everybody- doesn't really- Children. doesn't really leave like create like space for real creativity real creativity yes like actual being creative it doesn't give space for that and it it gives this idea of your art can be wrong yes which is just not what art is right um, well and just like i mean it can it can take a hit on some children's self-confidence like I can't do this the way everybody else is totally. doing this. Mine doesn't look as good as so-and-so's or the teacher's. Like, why am I not good at this? Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, it's way more stress for us as the adult. Oh, my gosh. So honestly. much more stress. And how time. much time did we spend, like, getting prepping those things? And then how stressed did I get when they weren't doing it the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, like it's yeah. so much stress on us and then their stress. And then they're just like, I don't care anymore. Like it does. Then the whole thing is a bust and oh you've my done gosh. nothing. And then you have to pretend like you're all happy when you give the crap to the mom or dad or grandma or uh -huh. whoever. And you're like, actually, this was the worst thing I've ever experienced. I'm super stressed. <laughs> but here you got a really cute picture frame. <laughs> oh my gosh. One of the ones that I still have nightmares over when I was in my traditional teaching days, I wanted them to create this gigantic teddy bear um, that had like moving arms and legs with brads, those little oh, gold yes, fastener yes. things. Okay. Never try to get a four-year-old to figure out how to use a brad. Anyway, I that had to put hilarious. so many brads in so many legs and arms of teddy bears. But it was it ended up being like a week-long project because <laughs> like they had to come to the table and then they had to trace around the cardboard mm -hmm. tracer I made on their brown construction paper. And then they had to cut out each arm, each leg, the belly, the head, the ears. So they had to cut it all out first. That took days. 
And then to put it together with the brads, that was a whole step. Then to get the face on, that was a whole step. And I'm pretty sure I even had like plans to do some other thing on there, like pom-poms to make it fuzzy and cute. And I was just like, F it. Like these are going home because I hate this. I hate my life right now. Like this is much work. And it's so much like having all of those children come to the table and like trying to do, you know, I had to have multiple tracers and then like, I can't do it. And like Mm -hmm. trying to cut around those giant arms and legs. Like we went through, I mean, each kid had, I don't know, five or six different sheets of construction paper, big ones, like the 11 by 17 ones, big teddy bears. And it just was, it was so, it was traumatizing for me. And I'm sure for many of the children there. Exactly. Oh my gosh. It was exhausting. And it's just not, it's just not fun. It like takes away the fun of it. And again, it's just like this idea of, we just have to really like unlearn so much when we're like going on this journey of becoming more play-based and more child-led. Like there's so much that we have to unlearn and relearn and think like shift our way of thinking because i mean still to this day if you go on pinterest like that's all there is on there is crafts and crafts and crafts and crafts and it's like that's still the mainstream thing really um but yeah okay so let's look at it so process art let's do pros and cons of process art um i'll start with cons it's messy it's messy um and that can be uncomfortable for some adults. Totally. Um, it's not all going to look the same, which can also be uncomfortable for yeah. adults. Um, and that could be, be hard. See- yeah, that could be seen as a con for some, but I think that's a pro. Because that totally. like shows they're, they're like really living into their creativity. Exactly. Um, it can be difficult to explain to other adults who don't really understand or who want yeah. things to be like product-based and want these craft projects it can be really hard to like convince other people on board yeah 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 yeah, yeah, exactly yeah change your minds yeah yeah um i think that's it i mean like the mess would probably be the biggest one Mm-hmm. But I would have like I learned to embrace the mess again. There, it's all mindset. It's like yes, switching the yes. way you think about something because there's so much beauty in the mess. Mm-hmm. Once you start and yes. see that, yeah, there's so much. There's so much beauty in it. Um, um, let's do the positives of process art. Like, what are what are we gaining from it? Um, the, the children get this sense that, you know, what they what they want to do and what they think about matters and it is like validating for them. You know, we talked about with the with like the more product based things like it can be really disheartening for them to be like, oh, I can't do this right. But when they can just do whatever they want and we're celebrating that, it just gives them a sense of like, oh, cool. Like these are the things that. I thought of in my mind and I put them out on this paper and I created this and it's something that people like and that I like and that is celebrated. Like that's a really cool thing for them to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, like it's, <clears throat> it's fun. Yes. You get, children get into flow during process mm-hmm. art. It is so fun to watch. Like 
when I was teaching, you some children would just be at the art table for two hours creating thing after thing after thing or just one big thing. And it was amazing to watch them get lost in that yes. creative flow because like, I don't know. It just felt, it felt so good to like not have to rush childhood and to like yes. honor that to honor play yes. and honor yes. childhood yes. and like, just let them be and create and like learn through mm -hmm. trial and error on things and learn by using way too much glue yes. in order to figure out just the right amount of glue or learn yes. like that if you put glitter everywhere, it's going to stay everywhere forever mm -hmm. and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And just the way like they can expand on things, like when they're just given the time to like explore and figure things out, like they'll create things that like we never would have even thought of yes. them creating when we give them the tools and we give them the space to just like, yeah, it, you can literally make whatever you want to make. Yes. When, 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 when anybody is given that opportunity of like, you could do whatever you want, like the possibilities become limitless and then your mind becomes limitless and then your creativity and all of these things. And that's what we want the children to do. We want them to be creative and we want to help keep that creativity. Right. Because I mean, you've talked about it before that whole, that whole study of like how creativity leaves as we yeah. get older. Right. And so it's like the more that we put this into the children, then the more possible it is for them to kind of continue that on. And then we'll yeah. just have the, bunch of adults who are super creative mm, wouldn't that be a wonderful world world to live in okay so really i'm gonna <clears throat> pose this because i um i actually talked about this with jeff johnson on his podcast called child care bar and grill um so can what are your thoughts on um so if a child wants to learn how to draw a dog Mm -hmm. And it, and asks you to draw a dog for them. How do you go about handling that? Um, I would just tell them like, well, everyone draws dogs differently. So why don't you think about a dog that you know and see how you could draw on the paper? There's mm -hmm. no right way to do it. There's no right way to draw a dog. There's no wrong way to draw a dog. So yeah. think about dogs that you know and start slow like what would the head look like think about your dog at home what does your dog's head look like it looks like this so let's try that like that's like a huge thing right because it's like i don't want i don't want to put anything on them of like them thinking that the way that i do something is the right way to do it right yeah and so it's just like no let's let's do it together like if you want me to draw a dog with you i'll draw one with you and you can draw yours and we can kind of see how different our dogs turn out because like every, mm -hmm. everyone's everyone's ideas are different and everyone's brains work differently and you know all of that that's yeah i don't know that's interesting because yeah. well this, and if you think about it like in this way so jeff posed it in this way and i was like huh that kind of makes sense so like if a child came up to you and said can you show me how to draw a dog um jeff said well what what, what would you do if a child came up to you and asked you, can you show me how to zip my jacket? You'd be like, yeah. Can you show me how to tie my shoe? Yeah. 
can you show me how to draw a dog? Like, if they're asking, then, like, he's like, well, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Like, if they're asking you, I mean, to to help them learn a new skill, why wouldn't you help them through that? Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting way to look at it, too. Yeah, because for me, it's like I don't ever want to, like, I don't ever want to, like, push my way of doing things onto them. It's yeah. another reason why, like, when it comes to, like, handwriting, that's another big thing for me. It's like I don't want the children to trace my handwriting yeah, because I want them to create their own handwriting. So here's what this looks like. Create it in your own way, right? Or the, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the dog, right? Like, okay, maybe you don't have a dog at home. We can look up a picture of a dog and try to draw it. Like, that's that's what the process part of this is, right? It's you figuring out how your brain takes in the picture or the the memory of what a dog looks like and taking it from your brain to your hands and creating what it looks like on yeah. the paper. Because obviously with things like zipping your jacket, there's obviously a right way to zip your jacket and there's exactly. a wrong way to zip your jacket, yes. right? Yes. But there's not a right way or a wrong way to do art exactly. or not everything yes. has a right or a wrong way. And so I think when there's things like zipping of the jacket or tying of the shoes or learning, whatever, learning how to cut with a knife or whatever, there are yeah. certain ways that, yes, these are done this way and I can show you that and I can help you and we can do it together. But then there's also a lot of things in life that don't have just right or wrong ways yeah. to do them. And so I don't want to put any of that kind of preconceived ideas onto them of like, I mean you think about it now for me right whenever I draw like whenever I draw I'm drawing like the sky I draw the birds and it looks just looks like I don't know how to explain that. yeah like the w to people who like yeah right yeah. because that's how someone showed me how to draw a bird and so that's the way that I draw birds I don't I I, I want children to discover their own way to do things right I want yeah. them to discover what it what feels right for them and what so I want them to create it and look at it and be like that's mine I don't want them to create it and look like it, look at it and be like, I did it right because I did it. It looks like Mr. Samuels. Right. I want it to be theirs. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to throw something else at you now too. So I, one weekend decided I was going to learn how to do, um, how to draw a, on my iPad using Procreate. Mm-hmm. But I, it's so overwhelming. There's so many things in Procreate, like to learn all of the things is like super overwhelming for my brain. So I went on Skillshare, which is Mm -hmm. like a website you can subscribe to and like have full access to a bunch of like tutorial videos and classes and things like that. So I found one of a professional digital illustrator who uses Procreate and she made some classes to put on Skillshare and I spent hours but I was in flow and I was mm-hmm. following step by step everything that she was telling me to do. And I ended with this beautiful picture that was somewhat my own, but like used all of the techniques that she taught. But like, mm-hmm. I'm still so proud of that picture. And yes. like, I had a lot of like, oh my gosh, I did that. Like I spent mm-hmm. time and I like followed her directions and I did the whole thing and I have this beautiful picture at the end of it that I'm really mm-hmm. super proud of. Um, And that was really, it was actually like product based. 
And there was like a whole step-by-step process, but it was play for me because I chose Mm -hmm. to do it. I chose to keep Mm -hmm. continuing to do it and was proud of the outcome. If then there was like another tutorial that I did where I was like, ew, my picture's gross. So like, I don't know. It's, it's such a, a juxtaposition, but I am very pro process art and letting children figure out how to use things on their own. But I know that there's also like actual like art techniques and things that people sit like want to show children how to do ahead of time in order to do something. So I'm thinking of like, um, Mm, we used to do these paint. So we would have children paint on plexiglass panels or you could even do it on a table or a cookie sheet or whatever. They would make their painting and then um, you would take a piece of paper and do like a print. So you would lay it on top and smooth it out over it. And then you would have this print. Mm -hmm. Um, So like there's different things or like um, tape resist art where you put the tape on the Mm -hmm. paper and then you paint and then you peel the tape off. Like, so there's things like that. Is that considered process art or is that more, is it kind of in the middle of both where there's like, it's partly craft, but partly process because there are a set way to do things, but there is some flexibility for what the end Mm -hmm. product looks like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's interesting. And I wanted to ask you when you were telling that story, when you said that there was the picture that you made and you were like, oh, my picture is awful. Why did you think that the, why did you think the picture was awful? Why did I um probably because it didn't look anything like the one that <laughs> Exactly. Yes, right? Exactly. That's exactly the point, right? So it's like this idea that cuz yes there are art techniques and there are ways to do art, but there is no wrong way to do art. Yeah. That's that's the thing, right? There's no wrong way to do it. So if you're doing the one where you're putting the tape on the paper and painting over it and peeling the tape up and now you have design, that's the technique of doing it. But there's no wrong way of doing that. There's no wrong way of putting the tape on. There's no, you could put the tape over the whole paper yeah, and then paint on top and then take it off and say, oh, look, there's no paint. Okay. <laughs> but but that's the whole point. It's like you you felt like it was wrong because it didn't look like what the right way to right. do it was, right? Yeah. And so that's True. that's exactly the thing. Like who's who says that it's bad? Okay. If and you then... thought it if you thought it was bad just because you didn't like the way that it looked, that's a different story, right? But there's no wrong way to do these things. It's cool to like teach kids like art styles and and and, and ways to do art and different things like that and and you know like talking to them, talking to them about those things and like you know you can use watercolors or you can use like pointillism or you can use all these different things right Mm -hmm. but letting them know that like their creativity is the thing that is making the art right it's not because they're following the steps or they're doing this because that's kind of the opposite of what art is right if I wanted to do something where I wanted to follow the steps and I wanted to make it perfect then I would become like an engineer or something where I had to build something step by step but art art isn't that yeah Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, lots of food for thought there. Um, lots of food for thought. Okay. Um, I, do you have any other last thoughts on it? No. No okay. last thoughts. I want to give people a challenge. 
So we want to see process art photos, like mm-hmm. amazing process art photos. Tag us on Instagram. We'll reshare in our stories after you listen to yes, this episode. Um, and yeah, we want to see all the process art. I want to see it all. And if there's like a really cool story behind it, like if you're, if you like show a, if you post a picture of this process art, that this kid did, and they had this really imaginative story about like what it is. I want to know that story too, because yeah. that's always like a super fun part of, of the process of making art is like how it came to be or what it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, share, share it all with us. We want to see all the beautiful art. Yeah. Okay. Connect with um me on Instagram, Kristen.rb.peterson so that I can sh- reshare your process art photos. And what's your handle? My handle is, at honoring childhood. Woohoo. Okay, that's Back all for today. It. That's it. Bye everyone. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening. You can find me at kristenrbpeterson.com. And where can we find you? You can find me at honoringchildhood.org. Thank you for listening. If Thank you would you. be so kind to leave us a five-star review, we would be so appreciative. We would love you forever. Bye.